That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hill Varsity Club is opening in Omaha this May and is hiring for all hospitality positions. Do you love elevated food, exciting events, and having fun at work? Join our team by applying today at HillVarsityClub.com. Hill Varsity Club will feature a next-level mix of classic sports bar favorites and contemporary creations with indoor and outdoor seating and memorable live events like live music and sports watch parties. We can't wait to grab a burger and a beer at HVC this May. Apply for all front or back-of-house positions now at HailVarsityClub.com. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food and fitness come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast that helps you make your fitness journey suck less. I'm Sadie. I'm Sasha. And today we've got a special treat for you. We are joined by a former three-time All-American, two-time NCAA D2 Indy champion, two-time NCAA D2 team champion in Greco-Roman, and a current fighter for Bellator, Rafion Stott. Sir, hello. How are you today? I'm doing awesome, man. I got some good company. Got some great equipment in front of me. This is <laughs> Blowing your mind. Yes. NTK. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Let us uh, let's dig into it and talk a little bit about your your career as a collegiate athlete. So you were a three time All American. You were a two time individual and team champion in the NCAA and D two. How how do you prepare for that? Like college is a lot. So what was it like for you to be a high level collegiate athlete while also being a student and and balancing those? those responsibilities. How was that for you? So for me, um, at first, uh, even before getting into college, uh, the way I grew up, I, or I was not prepared at all for the college experience. Um, just a little background before college. Um, so I was, I was pretty, I was a pretty good student, you know, um, up and up into college, uh, until my mom passed away. When my mom passed away, I pretty much said, fuck everything. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do my schoolwork. Like, what's the point? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to fucking die anyways. Um, so then um, I, I went to a rough patch, like my junior year. And that was also the year I found wrestling. So I used wrestling as an outlet because I could pretty much just, like, hurt kids and <laughs> or, like, slam people. And, you know, it felt good. Therapeutic, yeah. Yeah, it felt therapeutic. So, um I forgot about my grades, you know, I didn't do anything. I was actually in honors, honors um, classes, you know, when my mom was, was living and, you know, I just, I stopped doing all that. But, uh, turns out, you know, you can't just do sports, you know, I needed, <laughs> I needed to do, uh, I needed to do both. So I found that out shortly. I, like I made it to the state tournament and then I freaking, um, I freaking failed my class, so I couldn't go to the state tournament. Oh, you know, my first year, no. you know, I, I thought like, oh, man, I made it. And then my grades came back, and it was like, nah, you ain't going nowhere, bro. But, Same. you know, it was another life experience for or uh, lesson for me. So I learned that. I started picking my grades up. I went to college. But, again, I was just I, – I had got a, a scholarship or whatever, but I was pretty much just pretty much thrown into the, the college mm-hmm. mix. I didn't know – you know, how to study correctly, really, you know, how to balance um, studying. I was just kind of figuring it out as I go. 
the 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 school that I went to, I went to a junior college at first. Um, so they were they were equipped with with teaching kind of uh, the 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 athletes that yes they do a neglected. little bit of like an on ramp program. Exactly. I went to which one did you go to? I went to Labette Community okay. College. Okay, mm-hmm. I went and, to Iowa Western, and they had a similar kind of a program for the athletes where they. Yeah. Help because it's hard to be a college student. Period. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I didn't. I wasn't a, an athlete when I was a college student, and I fucking failed out my first semester of business school. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Then you got you got you got meet new girls and yeah, partying. You, you got to worry about dating yeah. and finding a job. Yeah. Maybe yeah. like what the hell? Nobody. <laughs> saw, I didn't sign up for this. You exactly. told me college was gonna be fun. Exactly. I'm Bullshit. coming out here. I'm coming out here to party yes. and win national championships. Yes. I ain't care about no grades. But right? yeah. So. They 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 pretty much forced us to do um, study groups every like every night or you know, I think it was like three times a night we okay. had to do um, study groups so that like helped me um, you know as I I graduated the uh, junior college and went to the 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 four year college I realized you know I have more freedom you know mm-hmm. so it's pretty much it's a lot more on me you know so um, I, I I was able to I feel like navigate it like pretty well you know. Um, what I wasn't able to navigate well was kind of the, um, like putting nutrition in and putting, yes. you know, um, my schoolwork and being a good athlete, you know, I didn't, I don't feel like I, I really navigated that well. I got away with some stuff, but I didn't navigate it as well as I, I should have. How, like, how does your mindset have to change too? Like in that, when you're in that situation. So like how did you end up prioritizing like your training and your schoolwork and your nutrition? Because that's a lot. For the most part, I feel like I was just like surviving, you know, Mm -hmm. people, they put schedules in front of you and you know, you, you show up to the stuff they they tell you to show up to. So, you know, um, they tell me I have to be here to work out at this time. And so I'm going to be there. I have to be here for class time. This is just schedule. So for the most part, it wasn't me as, as, it wasn't so much of me like managing it, it was me just like showing up and trying to, you know, make the best of <laughs> be there and put in the effort, which yeah, sometimes right. can be hard too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how how did you get involved with MMA? You made that transition from Greco Roman, so I'm sure you're fucking hell on wheels when it comes to hitting the mat. Like I mm-hmm. I want you to teach me how to punch somebody in the face. <laughs> I got I you. Do. I got you. I want you to teach me how to punch somebody in the face. Uh, but how did you get involved with MMA and the whole world of it? So um, I was actually um, finishing up my degree at uh, University of Nebraska at Kearney. And um, Jens Pover, who was actually a, the first UFC champion, um, just happened to be um, doing a or starting a gym in Kearney, Nebraska. Random. Um, random. Mm-hmm. Like super random. <laughs> you know, it's a funny story, too. Like he so he came here kind of like checking out Kearney and he came here uh, after one of his fights, you know, and he was like, so I. I in college, I kind of felt like I was a big deal, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was kind of big on myself. You I know? mean, rightfully so. You, you <laughs> are felt, a three-time All-American. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt like a little too much. My head was too big for my britches, okay. and um, cause, and it was a, a smaller town or whatever. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was. So this guy had came in, Jens Pover, and he had came to the bar, and um, he was like getting a lot of attention, and he was, everybody was pretty much like, you do whatever you want, uh-huh. or whatever. This particular day was my birthday. Like, oh, <laughs> so I'm man. like extra, like, oh, yeah. It's Raphael's birthday today. We turning up for Raphael. Yeah. Goddamn. Turn up. <laughs> and so, uh, so what happened? He was here and he was like ordering a drink. And then so I came and I was like, yeah, I need a drink or whatever. And then they pretty much like ignored me and was like, 
<laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> like he matters like in the real world. Like you don't you don't really got nothing going on besides outside of Kearney. Um, so like they uh he was like in my way or whatever and I like kind of nudged him and then one of his friends like nudged me and I was like trying to fight before I knew him, before I knew anything about him. Mm-hmm. Um so I was like getting into it with him and I got kicked out of the bar <laughs> or whatever. Then like turn turn the pages a couple uh um I think it was like a month or not a couple months later or whatever. Um he was starting a gym in, in Kearney and he needed somebody to coach wrestling and my one of my teammates uh, slash one of his training partners uh, asked me if I wanted to do it, you know, just to help out wrestling. And I was like, yeah, I'll help out wrestling. You know, I don't mind. I'm helping out at the, the college coaching wrestling. I'll help out here wrestling. And um, yeah, so I started that. And then he eventually got me to do um, he got me to do some jujitsu. He got me to do some boxing. And then he was like, you know, Rafael, you might as well fight, man. You, <laughs> you, you got all the skills, you know. You know all the stuff. Like, go ahead and get in there and, you know, fight. And um, that's how I got That's uh, awesome, though. Yeah. And Jens Pover is, like, one of my best. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. like, a big brother to me. He's, like, a mentor to me, you know. Um, I love the guy, so. That's always great to have somebody of that magnitude in your corner all the time. And somebody yeah. that you can bounce ideas off of, too. Like, exactly. hey, this With isn't working. experience, also, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. For sure. And that's, and that's what I, I mean, I. I use a lot or I use them a lot for um, like mentoring, like if for management, um, I ask them like, hey, like I'm having some manager issues. Um, who do you think I should go to? Or yeah. even when I made the decision to sign for Bellator, you know, he's he's just an awesome mm-hmm. person. He's he's been through the like ups and downs of MMA. And it's always good to have like somebody like that. Yeah, it's invaluable to have somebody like that backing you. That's awesome. I'm glad you have that. Absolutely. Sure. Um so, kind of a random question, yeah. but who is your dream match against? Like, anyone living or not, and yeah. who would you love to get in, like, just who would you love to get in the cage with? So, my dream match, and they're the same, or it's probably, and it might change down the line, but right <laughs> now, you're allowed, person, you're allowed. <laughs> it's the person that I lost to, you know? Mm-hmm. And okay. I, but I don't want to, like, go out calling him because he has nothing to gain, you know? He's actually doing really well in the UFC, and I want him to continue to do well, and, um... But I just you, you want know, that redemption I want, exactly. Yeah. I want the redemption. I was able to get that once, one other time in my uh, in my career. Uh, so I lost uh, one fight as an amateur and as a pro. Um, I was able to fight him, and it just you know it feels good to redemption. know like redemption. Yeah, yes. redemption. Always. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, what is it like to train at Rufus Sport and with the athletes that are there? Because that is a lineup. Wow. Yeah. Um, I feel like for me it was it was like invaluable the the training partners that I have there because they like again, like they have so much experience. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like with Anthony Pettis, you know, um like the intangible things that you don't really you can't really know unless you've been there, you know, they, they can they can teach me those things. They can teach me those things about fighting, about the fight game, you know, about managing money, managing your life, you know. Mm-hmm. So um I feel like it's it's invaluable to be trained with not only as as for a training or looking at the training of it, you know, cause looking at the training, they can give me like all the little details, all the things that they're like looking to do, like the things that I'm doing right, the things that I'm doing wrong, um, that they see from their eyes, like as an opponent or mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. a, you know, a teammate. So, um, yeah. And then the, the intangible things that, you know, that no one thinks to ask, like, like, what does it feel like when you're walking out? You know what I mean? Or, mm-hmm. um, or, uh, how does it, or, like, how should you manage your money when you get a lump sum of money? That's yeah. really important. Yeah. Super that fucks a lot of athletes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's 
I, I, I pride myself on like trying to to learn through other people's ex- experiences, you know, mm-hmm. as much as I can, mm-hmm. you know, because then I won't have to I won't have to like navigate those things for myself yeah. and make the mistakes that that could have been you know solved by just asking, right? Or you know? like just a conversation. It's just a, exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly, and that's which this is not um doesn't really have to doesn't do with uh <laughs> the the conversation, but. For me, um, like being a uh, African American, mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's something like we're missing in our culture is passing passing on knowledge that mm-hmm. you know that we didn't have as kids, you know, especially about like finances. Because when I grow up, or when I grew up, in my eyes, you you made it if you have a nice car, have a nice you know house, you have flashy kind of things, but. You know, in actuality, you those know, people might be struggling to pay their bills. Exactly, and mm-hmm. yeah, you don't know the whole story. Exactly. So, you know, anytime I can, you know, um, get some information from people that I that I can then pass on to 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 my kids or pass mm-hmm. on to you know other people. Yeah, uh, build that same. generational wealth. Right. Exactly. Do it. exactly. Speaking of that, like that kind of leads us into a question that we had: like, how important is mentoring other athletes to you? To me, it's 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 super important because I feel like that's how I've I've been successful. So I feel like that's my way of giving back. So anytime, mm-hmm. anytime anybody has a question, I'm more than open, you know, to um, answer it and like help in any way that I can because I feel like that's that's how I was able to 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 grow so fast. So mm-hmm. when I started wrestling, I started um, I started as a junior in high school. So that's like really late for um, like most wrestlers. They start when they're like six or seven. Yeah, you know, pretty early. They start pretty early. But I was able to. I feel like um, kind of close the gap on a lot of those people because of the experience of my coaches and the experience of my training partners. You know, and they were able to impart knowledge on me that I didn't have to. You know, they help you help bring you up to speed a little bit quicker. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Way way quicker. So yeah. Um, yeah. Anytime, man. Anytime. And that's a lot of people like or in my gym especially like ask for like privates and stuff where i'm like man if you just show up i'm more than i'll help you like any way you can i because i know how hard it is you know to to come up and i know you know what Mm -hmm. it takes to 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 do this stuff so man any information anything i can help you freaking uh close the gap and and get this thing going i'm more than willing to. yeah because it's it's not only good it's good on multiple levels it's good for the sport Mm-hmm. It's good for the athlete, and it's good for you, too, because it makes you more of an authority in the world of MMA, which yeah. is obviously exactly. what you're going for because yeah. you want to chase that title, you know? For sure. And my coach says, uh, or high tide raises all ships, yep. you know what I mean? So so the more I can, you know, bring our, uh, bring the guys underneath me up, you mm-hmm. know, the, the better training partner they're going to be for me, the better, you know, um, resource they're going to be for me. So And it yeah. makes a really supportive and a good culture for the gym too. For sure. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. And that's super important. It is. That's super important. It is. So you are, you're coming off your last fight in July, which you fought in Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. Tell us about how awesome that was. <laughs> Man, Hawaii was amazing. Like it's, it's as advertised. <laughs> it was so cool, you know, and it was, it's cool for me too. That was my, uh, it was actually, it was in December. So it was a lot of freaking uh, snow going on in, in Wisconsin. And I got to pretty much escape, escape it all. <laughs> and I got to bring my wife and my kid and my mother-in-law, you know, oh, which nice. was pretty much a Bellator pay for a family trip for us. Cause that's mm-hmm. something that we've never done before. Um, we've never, you know, 
went just to go somewhere. To, just because? Just because, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, if, if granted it was for a fight, but after the fight, you know, it was. <laughs> Still, you get downtime when you're yeah. done. Man, exactly. Yeah. I got the downtime. We, we actually stayed like uh, four four days after. So um, we, you know, had nothing. I went to a luau, um, had a roasted pig, yes. learned like how to hula. <laughs> from did a, you eat spam sushi? I did eat spam sushi. <laughs> did you sushi. like it? I liked it. I, I liked hate it. spam most of you the time. I love spam sushi. I yeah. love it. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Oh man, so that was good. good. I, what else I had? Man, I had so much stuff. Some shade. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even remember all the stuff I had. I got it documented though. <laughs> on my Instagram. It's on Insta? Okay, yep, I'll, yep, I'll go yep. back and check it out. I'll go back and check it out. So, so with your last fight, you're waiting for another fight to come up. Um, you yep. said earlier that it's probably going to be in November. Yeah, it's probably going to be in November. Um, I'm guessing it's going to be on against another like highly ranked opponent, um, somebody that'll get me closer to a title shot. So. Okay. So um, right now you are like in that constant state of readiness while you wait for that fight. What does a yep. normal day look like for you right now? So for right now, um, in the morning we wake up, me and my uh, son. So I have my son um, in the morning to from we wake up at like eight so we wake up at eight we eat our breakfast um and then at around 10 o'clock we go in and i train from like 10 o'clock to two o'clock and that's doing like various stuff like uh someday mondays wednesdays fridays it's like striking stuff tuesday thursdays like grappling stuff and then i'll do maybe a um gi class or go for a run I try to do like as much as I can uh, before that two o'clock mark because then that's when I gotta go pick up Clarence again. Okay. Um, so I pick up Clarence and then, um, so and then his mom she gets off around like three, and so we kind of hang out as a family for about like an hour, hour or two, and then I go back to the gym at like uh, five, and I do a, a jits class, a kickboxing class, or I'll teach uh, wrestling. And then I'll train again, uh, uh, five and or six to seven, and seven to, to probably what was it, like eight thirty. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah. How many calories a day do you eat right now while you're in full prep? Like uh, I, I've been curious for the last two days. I'm like, that guy's got a house food. <laughs> yeah, I try to eat as much as I can because I do like train a lot. Uh -huh. But um, a lot of times it's like I have to like either make my meals before or just like pig out and when I get mm. get to eat. Yep. So usually in the morning, so I wake up in the morning. If I'm in camp, I'll eat, you know, uh, a healthier breakfast, like two or three eggs. Um, uh, I'll put some, you know, a little bit of cheese, a little bit of turkey bacon or mm -hmm. uh, turkey in it. Um, if I'm out of camp, I'll maybe have some waffles or, you know, mm -hmm. um, something a little more uh, hearty. Or, a little more fun. Yeah, a little more fun. <laughs> and then so um, so then after I go to the gym, like I'm at the gym for a while. So I'll have uh, maybe a tuna salad like in between training. And then I'll have um, then I'll come home around like two, three. Then I'll eat. Usually it's like whatever I have for dinner, um, like a small yeah, portion like of what I have. Leftovers. Yeah, yeah, leftovers, exactly, <laughs> for dinner. And then I'll have to go, like, run again, and then I'll train till like, 8.30, and then I'll come home and then have dinner. So Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to eat, like, every three to four hours. That just just so of, that you have that steady burn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. that's close, closer I get to, to weighing in or closer I get to, to yeah, the Yeah, talk about that. Fight. I want to know what weigh-ins are like. I've heard they're terrible. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've actually, like, just started doing stuff – the smart way um so um so i drink like uh pretty much 
throughout the camp, I'll try to drink as close to two gallons as I can. Okay. And um, that's supposed to help, like, flush the system. It's supposed to help. Um, break your water retention. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, break your water retention. So you're, I'll drink a bunch of drink a bunch of water, and then, uh, what is it, four, five days before, I'll, like, have to do two gallons. So I'll do two gallons uh, a day until, like, uh, two days before, then I'll, like, taper it down to a gallon and then half a gallon, uh, depending and on when dry the it back out. Yep, and then uh, dry back out. So it's like you're, you're peeing. Um, oh, my God, you're peeing so, so much. much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're peeing so much, yeah. And so, um, yeah, you're, you're peeing so much. And then so when I eat, I try to eat, like, three to four hours a day, but I'll do, like, 100 to, you know, 100 to 200 calorie meals, you know, just, mm-hmm. like, keep them. Mm-hmm. Keep them smaller. Lots of veggies for yep. volumes. Yeah, yep. lots of Starve. veggies. I'll cut out. I'll cut out red meat. Cut out cheese. Cut out um, bread, um, and cut out as many sugars as I can. Mm-hmm. I'm a candy fiend, so I freaking <laughs> sneak candy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard. Same. Um, yeah, but then so that the day of the weigh-in is for me. I usually have like uh, so the day before the weigh-in, I'll usually have like four to five pounds of water, pretty much to cut. So. I'll either like go for a run um, for like thirty minutes, then I'll hop in the uh, a portable sauna or a sauna um, and try to lose like four to five pounds mm-hmm. and and go to bed either uh, on on weight or like a pound above weight because you'll float like you'll you'll float a, a pound. You'll overnight. have that morning duke and you'll probably exactly. be okay. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 and yeah, it's right. usually it's usually a, a, a pee. It'll get you like. Um, like a pound. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so, um, yeah, so I'll be that, and then I'll just go way in. And okay. then you, so you try to stay, or you don't, You the point is to, like, not be at that weight as the least amount of time you can because, mm-hmm. you know, you or I guess your cells, like, dry up. Like, the longer they're dehydrated, the yeah. longer they're um, malnutrition, the, the more, like, they'll kind of. They won't bounce back yeah, as fast. Yeah, they won't bounce mm-hmm. back. Yeah. So then after uh, you weigh in, like. Yep. What's that like? Like, what do you, do you just go smash? And that's the other thing. That's the because you no, get sick, right? Exactly. You can't. So you can't put everything in so fast. Like, if you put it in, if you if there's a there's a system to it, and I'm just now learning. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm just now learning the system. Um. So before I used to just man, I did some terrible things. I used to you know just eat as many bowls of cereal as I can. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and I've had fights where I'm like, oh man, I see why you don't do that now, yeah. you know. Or your stomach's hurting the whole time. But you, um, so what I do now is I have a gallon of, um, a gallon of water. Um, I'll put some, uh, glutamine in. I'll put some, mm-hmm. like, liquid IVs in. Um, things that'll help you, or help you retain. Rehydrate. Yeah, rehydrate, re- retain water. Um, and then you're, when you eat, you're supposed to eat, um, you're supposed to eat, like, a little bit, I guess, uh, like, right when you start but stuff that are is a little higher in sugar and um uh well like it's supposed to help you like re- or gain your electrolytes and stuff mm-hmm. back um and then and then you you kind of taper taper more the the closer or the further away from weigh-ins okay so yeah. and then the thing is too you don't want to you want to eat the same thing you kind of were eating Before. during the camp yeah you mm-hmm. don't want to like shock your system with you know, uh, a steak dinner or, right. or right. something that's something you're not heavy, heavy that's going to surprise heavy. you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
well, something that your body can't metabolize. Right, and it's just like sitting in your exactly. gut, like yeah. fermenting. Oh, that's yeah. the worst. <laughs> yeah. Going on a run with that brain oh, yeah. in your stomach. No thanks. Oh, that's the worst. No that thanks. is the worst. Vomiting on mile number two. <laughs> Typically, after an event, you guys have some downtime. Fighters mm-hmm. usually do. Yeah. Um, has your mindset had to change to keep up with, like, I'm assuming that you've increased training to, like, always be prepared just in case something comes yeah. up mm-hmm. and is, like, thrown at you yep. last minute? Like, how do you keep like mindset wise prepared for something like that, especially with COVID and everything that's happened this year. So what I do is um, like after fight uh, and our coaches recommend you take like a week, take like a week to let your body reset um, a week to, to kind of do what you want to do. You know, um, I guess a, a week isn't that long where you're going to like lose skill or lose um, too much of your, you know, cardio that you, you want untrain up. enough. Yeah. Right. You want untrain enough. Exactly. Um, but then, so what I do is I, I'll come like after that week, then I'll start tapering back in. I don't want to, I don't want to finish that week and then like go right back full to board. full. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'll like taper. I'll taper until I have like news, news. You know, mm-hmm. with the fight game, it's like crazy because you can have news a day and then somebody can say no or somebody. Yeah, can it say can yeah. change so fast. Change yeah. so fast. So um, yeah. So I'll taper. I'll taper into um, being back ready um, mm-hmm. or being back training. Usually, I'm usually always training at about seventy-five to eighty percent of, yeah. um, or close to how I would train in a yeah. camp. Okay, for sure. Yeah. Just to kind of stay, just a to kind of yeah, stay yeah. ready. Especially so, um, like now where my fights are a little more concrete and I'm a little more established um, where I'm at in Bellator, mm-hmm. so I, I have more notice or I'm I'm pretty aware of when I'm going to fight. Right. Um, whereas before, like, uh, like before I got signed, even like I was ready for any opportunity or I needed to be ready for any mm, opportunity, right. you know, get, if it was a 24 hours or, or, uh, if it was like a couple hours, you know, I, yeah. I, I had to be ready. So I had to be a little more, um, like a m- little more disciplined. So I would, yeah. you know, I'd be training like kind of crazy, for a while. So let's talk about that real quick. And then I want to ask you about Dana White looking for a fight. So you are yeah. an all American Greco Roman wrestler. You've been, yep. you've been a champion many times. You've said that you want a shot at the title in 2021 and you know what it takes to be the best, but right now, how do you stay laser focused with all of the shit that's going mm. on in life without <sighs> getting burned out? My goodness. Um, I think part of it for me is, um, not like if I, Focusing my attention on the things that matter to me, um, you know, uh, if if I stay if I stay you know focused on for for instance, I'm gonna say I don't I'm not down with Trump, you know. Um, mm-hmm. If I stay focused on um, what Trump is doing, you know, that's that's less time that I'm I'm focused on you know what what matters to me, what's mm-hmm. important to me, my family, my uh, career, my uh, my my family members, you know the the black community, mm-hmm. um, you know the people I love, you know what I mean. So um, so for me, I don't I don't I try not to to focus so much on the negative stuff going around around or going on around me. Like I'm aware of it. Yep. You know, but I I try to push it. To mm-hmm. the to the back of what's important. It's to a me. very fine balance, mm-hmm. but I yeah, feel like exactly. it's, it's I, I necessary. Be, exactly. I don't and and I don't want to. I don't want to be to where I'm like ignorant to no, where it's yeah. going on. But I don't want to be involved so much that it's like it's because to be honest with you, when I when I see um, Trump speak or Kobe Covington speak, 
you know, it irks me. And if mm-hmm. I feel like he's taking like energy that I could be using to something else, like it makes mm-hmm. me mad, you know, and um, and I don't want to I don't want to waste that energy on somebody that, you know, um, is not benefiting me. Right. Mm hmm. And that, yeah. that kind of, does foot. that, is that your same mantra when it comes to like people on the internet too? Yeah, exactly. I'm sure exactly. you get oh, your man. fair <laughs> share <laughs> of assholes. They dude. love it, man. And, uh. it's, and that's, and that's what they want. And it's crazy too. Cause some of the trolls or whatever, like all they want is attention. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, like if you give them, I've, and I've done it in the past where I've been like, somebody will call me like you piece of shit. You, you a bitch, you a nigga. You ain't shit. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, um, or I say some shit like you or back to him, like you look like Elma Fudd or some shit. Like I talk <laughs> right, back right. and then they're like, Hey, <laughs> bro. <laughs> and then, but the craziest thing, they'll be like, Oh man, I'm a big fan, bro. I just, uh, I didn't think you would talk back to me. Right. Like that's how you want to, that's, that's what, that's what you think going to get you the attention you desire. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have to be, you know, vulgar and, right. and uh, come at me like that. Like, just hit me up and say, what's up? If that's right. what you want. Yeah. I can say, what's up? Now, I don't like you. <laughs> now, I don't want to talk to exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. You, you, were, you are a fan, but I'm not a fan of you. Exactly. So. Exactly. Bye. Yeah, man. So, yeah, you got to just, man, especially my, and my wife is, because I'll even tell her, like, oh, look at this motherfucker. You oh, see I'm sure, saying? yeah. Oh, man. She's like, hey, ignore it. You know, yep. ignore it. I'm like, you're right. Because you know, there's no there's no good. There's You lose whenever you engage. Usually you do, when a lot unfortunately. Of these, you know? It's yeah. like the expenditure of energy that, like, no one needs to, like, lose. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Like, it's exactly. just like, oh, great. Now you have that. Exactly. That's yours now. I'm, yeah, exactly. Damn it. Like, I shit, played I into up. it. Exactly. <laughs> don't be an internet troll. There's enough shit going on in life right now that we don't yeah. need to be assholes to each other God. from behind our phones. Damn, exactly. please, please, please. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Meet in a test kitchen, PSA. Wow. Exactly. So let's talk about Dana fight looking for a fight. Yep. That was that was a tough loss. It was a tough loss. That man. that sucks. <laughs> How do you bounce back from something like that? Um, you know, I got I got good people around me and um, you know, I feel like I got a, a good head on my shoulders because um uh, who uh, brought me up. Um, but you know, um that was something I feel like in my life that that had to happen, you know. Um, so the way I the the way my coaches had me look at it is um, there was nothing like technically wrong with what I did. Um, you know, my mindset uh, definitely needed to change, and that was that was a way of giving me the medicine I needed to to be better. So, um, looking looking for a fight was like it was it it was kind of a bad experience, you know, just because. I feel like I didn't get the fight. I didn't get to show what I can do. But it was a good experience in that it taught me what I need to do better. You know what I mean? So um, I have like a love opportunities will always present themselves. If you you stay on course, Mm -hmm. you will have another opportunity. You are exactly right. And everything, everything like when it's happening seems like this is the biggest. Yep. That's the Mm. biggest opportunity or this is the biggest moment of my life. This Mm. is, you know, nothing nothing else matters, you know, given, give time, you know, and everything, you know, either comes full circle, everything that you're supposed to do, you know, um, if, if you're working hard at it, it's going, it, it'll work out, you know, patience, right. patience, patience. It's a virtue. <laughs> Preach. So you brought up mindset. We talk about that a great deal on this show because I think it's one of like the most important parts, especially like we talk about fitness journeys and stuff like that mm-hmm. a lot. So it's super important, but like, how do you implement mindset changes? Like the ones that you said that you needed to make for yourself. And like, how did you force the shift? Like, 
yeah. in that mindset. So, um, and this is another thing, like, it's, like, tough for me to say, like, the corona time or the uh, COVID time, I feel like it's been very beneficial to me mm-hmm. um, as far as, like, my fight career. I know it's, like, a, it's a rough time and there's a lot of, uh, you know, tough things going on in the world, but I feel like for me, I was I, in that um, kind of secluding myself and, and being by myself and or with my family. I was able to do a lot of thinking and a lot of uh, reassessing of how I train and reassessing of how I approach fighting and how I'm um, like mentally prepared to fight. And, um, you know, affirmations uh, became something that I've really believed in and really um, uh, see uh, making changes in my fight style and, and making changes in kind of the way I approach uh, life. Um, because during the the corona time i actually i started um uh, saying a mantra to my i guess you can call it a mantra i call it affirmation uh-huh. i don't really know what it's really called but um so i i wrote down um pretty much that i am i'm confident and fearless in all that i do i dominate excite and finish fights um and the reason i wrote that down is because i feel like um in my fighting style you know uh i feel like i wasn't performing to how i was performing in the gym um, a lot of the times and, and, um, I felt like I, when I, maybe when I got out there, I wasn't maybe being my true self or putting myself fully out there Mm -hmm. because, uh, because of the loss that happened, uh, I felt like I lost a little bit of my confidence, you Mm -hmm. know, um, you're scared to get knocked out, you're scared, Mm -hmm. you know, you're scared, you got people in uh, in front of you, you're scared you're not going to get your other half of your check, you know what I mean? Um, I got, you know, people counting on me. So, um, yeah, so, so that was something that, you know, I wanted to change in myself, and um, I knew it was going to take something that I had to do, like, every day, a couple times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, and I would say it, I would say it, like, uh, like I would say it when I woke up, I would say it when I went on a run, you know, I would say it every every round I had in practice, you know, and um, and actually in that fight. So, um, like, I, I said it to myself, and I said it, I never told none of my uh, teammates or anything, um, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I was doing. And um, that fight, actually, like that third round, when I was like, you know what, I'm finna come out here and I'm finna, you know, dominate, you know, that was the first time I had said it out loud, you know, yeah. and um, and I felt like that was in itself like a shift, a shift in me because I'm like, I said this out loud, I said this for the world to hear, like I'm finna go accomplish this because I said I'm gonna do it and I'm a man of my word and I'm gonna go, you know, go out here and and, and uh, make it happen. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, positive self talk is important, even for professional athletes. Yeah, there exactly. it is, right there. there. Is. Positive self talk is so fucking important. Yes, and that is, I feel like personally, was one of the hardest hurdles for me to jump when it came to having the athlete mindset. Mm-hmm. Is you have so many fucking critics when you walk out the door, yeah. and they're all talking shit about you. Yeah, and you start to believe it after yeah. a while. Yeah. And you just have, you get to a point where it's like, no, fuck that. I can't do it anymore. I am this person. I'm here to kick ass and I'm going to fucking do it. Watch me now. Yeah. Exactly. Here I go. That's exactly it. That's exactly. And then, so one of my uh, teammates, Anthony Pettis, he, he told me too, or, um, it was like after I, uh, lost that fight, uh, for Dana or looking for a fight, he was like, never believe how good people say you are. And then never believe how bad people say you are. The truth Mm -hmm. is always somewhere in the middle. Always somewhere in the middle, you know? And and I took that and I also said like no fuck that I'm the best <laughs> <laughs> I'm a best and I'm gonna be the best you know because I mean I am what I think and yeah. you know mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be the best and that's you know I, I gotta start saying that and it takes it takes a certain confidence to say that but it also 
it makes you put in the work behind it to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to make it happen. Yeah. You and st- just like when, you know, like you can believe any critic out there and you start believing that when you start believing the things that you're telling yourself, exactly. it's that's just when the, like, that's powerful shit. Out. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. For sure. That's more powerful than anything anyone outside could ever, ever exactly. say to you. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. I do have oh, a yeah. question for you about like motivation. So like, how do yep. you keep yourself motivated when you're training against someone mm-hmm. and, or not training against someone now, I guess, right yeah. now. And how much does motivation over discipline kick in in that type of a situation? So I feel like in in the fighting fighting world, I feel like the motivate. There's always like a mot- like if you have a fight, it's like kind of easy to keep motivation because you, you you've got something to work towards. Yeah, you got yeah. some. You you can you know somebody else that you're fighting is doing something or whatever. So. Yeah. Do you believe you're doing more? You do, you do, do you believe you're doing less? And I mean, if you if you're doing less, then it's gonna hurt. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. right, right. <laughs> you'll pay for yeah, it. You'll yeah, pay you for will. it. You'll find out. You know what I mean? So, I feel like the hardest part to do, and it could go along with the discipline thing too, um, is when you don't have a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, because and as for fighters, like the, the biggest thing I could like, um, or one of the biggest things I could say. Uh, a fighter needs to do is like in those times that he doesn't have a fight or those times that you don't really know uh, when you're fighting next. Those are the times that it's most likely better for you to train because you can grow and um, you can Mm -hmm. like, like work on stuff, work on those, those situ work on the worst situations that can happen to you. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Cause everybody goes in the fight and think, Oh, okay. I got this game plan, you know, but the game plan never goes like you want it to go. You know what I mean? You want to be able to be comfortable when the shit hit the fan, when Mm -hmm. he's faster than me, he's stronger than me. He's, he's got better technique. He's on tonight. You know what I mean? You want to be able to fight and fight and win in those situations. And if I just train, um, during, if I just train when I have a fight or when I when I'm when I'm motivated to fight because I'm I'm I have a certain person that I'm or a certain mm-hmm. style that I'm fighting, then I I will never like I'll never grow and I'll never you know get better. I, yeah. I well I won't grow as fast and I won't get better as fast you know yeah. when those opportunities arise. So you just talked about um, when someone is bigger, stronger, and faster than you. Like what what goes through your brain when you're in the middle of a fight and shit does hit the fan like what conversation are you having with yourself while you're mm-hmm. you're between rounds trying to pull your shit back together yeah so that's happened to me like a couple times where um like the guy has hit me with a shot that and it's usually the shots that you don't see that'll like knock you out mm-hmm. and exactly what happened to me um so he's hit me with a shot where it just came out of nowhere and it's like buckle it buckled me so I'm like oh mm-hmm. fuck he almost just knocked me out shit you know um what 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 i'm thinking in my mind is is like stay the course and like get to your stuff faster um because most likely when i wait or when i wait for somebody to um like i'm wait i know somebody's good at the right hand and i wait i wait for the right hand and i'm like frozen and i'm not moving that's usually when i'm i'm getting caught like when i'm like staying there waiting, like the right hand. Oh yeah, that's what. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for what. Yeah. What I'm what I'm afraid of is uh, usually when I get caught. So um so how I just is um I I just stay moving it and then I stay the course and I I got I almost like like reset like um like like get back to my stuff like like get to it right away. Don't think about what he's doing like. Get to your stuff and it's get back on your own game. Get and back on execute your own game. The plan. That, and that's the other thing. It's um. It's like the little the little things that we learn. So so yeah, he 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 maybe wobble me or or, or whatever. I get back. I start with my feet. 
my feet, get my feet in the right position. Okay. Get my hands up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get, I do all the little, make, yeah, make check little the, check, check the yeah, boxes. Exactly. Check those little boxes yeah. little by little. And you know, and, and the rest usually will, will pan out mm-hmm. better. Cool. Fall into place a little bit. Yeah. I have like a, like a kind of a bummer question, oh. but I feel like it's important to ask. <laughs> yeah. Like being an athlete isn't like, it's not always sunshine and rainbows nope. and winning and stuff nope. all the time. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the, the downs mm-hmm. as part of being an athlete? Yeah. Um, so, um, it was, it wasn't even, it wasn't even, so after I, I lost that fight, that was a definite down, but, um, another down in my, uh, career, which nobody talks about, um, is kind of like, I, I had uh, maybe racked up maybe three or four wins or whatever, and I was I was on a short list of getting called for the UFC. The the matchmakers for the UFC have been telling my managers like you're next in line, like you're next in line, you're mm-hmm. next in line, like you you right there. So I was at a point where I wasn't because um, I also have like side jobs, so I had kind of not work side jobs, but I was like training full time. Mm-hmm. Um, as if I was going to get a fight, uh, short notice. So, you know, the bank account, you know, the numbers are just dropping. Mm-hmm. Like the more I'm training, the more I'm training, the, the bank account's dropping. We're having to use credit cards a lot, you know, um, and it's, it's bills are like piling up, but I'm counting on the fact that I'm going to get signed here soon. I'm going to be able to, you know, pay this, these things off, um, soon, but it like put me in a state of like, um, like I wasn't like depressed. I was like angry. I was mm-hmm. like angry. Um, I was angry at myself. I was angry at uh, like the UFC. I was angry at uh, my manager, the matchmakers, um, because I'm feeling like like you guys are putting me in a situation where I'm putting, I'm making my family suffer. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And um, I want to work for you, but you're kind of it's hurting right now. Yeah, Can you it's give hurting me a bone right now. Help? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And um, and I'm I'm in a position where I'm. I'm doing my part. I'm, I won all my fights. You know what I mean? Um, I'm staying ready. You know, every time you call, you know, I'm ready. And and what was happening was, so they would say I, I was next, but then they would give uh, the fighters in the UFC, they would give them options of uh, like maybe one or, or three three or four guys or whatever. And I'm like never going to be the first guy. I mean, if you're, if I was in their shoes and they give me an option of, of uh, people to fight for money, Mm -hmm. I'm going to pick the easiest guy. You know what I mean? If I'm, if I got, they got the same stuff going on. Right. They got, you know, kids to feed, you know, this is, this is not a title fight. This is not a, you know, implication fight. Like I'm gonna pick a fight that's gonna further me in my career. So mm-hmm. I so was, in, in in a way it was kind of a compliment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that was right. the other thing. That was the other thing. Cause it's a it's fucked like, up situation, but it's a compliment. Exactly. But it, yeah, and so I was like, yeah, you know, I'm a threat, but fuck, I don't care because yeah. I'm, I need a fight. Let's you know? go. I right. need to go. Like, and so I was like mad. I was mad at the fighters. You know, like like don't be a bitch. You know? <laughs> yeah, like right, fucking right. fight me. You know, yeah. but it's like. I would probably do the same thing if I was in your situation. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that was like, that was like really tough on me. And then I got, you know, my coaches are telling me, you know, um, you know, hey, it's going to be a couple more. Uh, the next one, we're going to get the next one. We're going to get the next one. You know, mm-hmm. the whole time, you know, my bank account's freaking, dr- you know, negative. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, it's, it was like really tough in my body was, you know, I was, I was training like full time, like I had a fight. So you felt like a bag of smashed assholes all the time. Exactly. Yeah. All the time, you know? And so that was, that was like one part of the, or the most 
down I feel like I, I've been, you know. Even, like, coming to the gym, you know, it was getting to be monotonous. It's not fun. You know what I mean? I'm just here. It feels like I'm here for nothing. You know, I don't yeah. really have a fight. You know, they keep telling me I have a fight, but mm-hmm. nothing is coming. You know what I mean? And this went on, I feel like, for, like, six, seven months, you know, and I'm like, like I, and then that's the other thing. I'm, I feel like I've waste, I'm wasting time. Like I could have been working or making, making a little, you know, making mm-hmm. it or yeah. you know preparing. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I usually like I work a little bit and train, and I, I balance it well. You know, at this point, I was like, no, fuck it. I need to just train. You know, yeah. I might have a short notice, but yeah. yeah. And then I got my my wife is so great. You know, because she's never, um, she's never like put pressure on me to like. Like, she's never put money pressure on me, but I can tell how stressed she is. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing I can really uh, do about it because she she understands and she's like, no, yeah, if, if, if it's going to be a short notice fight, like, this sucks, be ready. But, but you're preparing for this. Yeah, so we're exactly. going to write this out. That's a great partner. You know, and it's like, and, and it, it hurts me, you know, that I'm, because I see her sh- stressing about money and she's, she's not a person that came from, like, privilege or nothing, but she's not... I've like like struggled where I've you know been like broke broke mm-hmm. you know I'm putting her in a situation where she didn't have to be in you know what I mean so mm-hmm. it was like really eating at me and really you know making me like even I people could tell like man like Rafael you all right I'm like yeah I'm I'm good but I'm like mad yeah you know? yeah I, I'm I'm, I'm okay but I'm not yeah right. exactly yeah. like right. yeah so when when the world hears. Rafion Superstats, what is one thing that you want to be remembered for? Like, what do you want your legacy to be in the world of either just in the world, in the world of sports? What What do you want your lasting mark to be? Um, I want to I want to be, you know, known as a, a great father, husband. Um, for one, I want to, yeah, be known as a great family man, and I I want to. Be known as somebody that, like, brings joy to people. Like, when they see Rafian, they know, you know, I'll leave them in a better mood than than, um, than, I, or than they started. So, I like to bring smiles to faces and, you know, uh, a better mood, even though I'm, like, in a fight. <laughs> so, 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 some people don't really get that uh, impression from me. But um, that's, I mean, that's, I want my uh, last and mark to be, you know, um, a, a great family man and, um Someone who leaves the world a little better than he when he came in. Well, as someone who is a whole six months older than you, we're we're close to the same age. Yeah, you're doing a great job, lady. You're doing a good job. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. Balancing all of those commitments at once, and especially while being a dad, is super tough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it seems like you guys are rocking it. So good for you guys. Thank you so much. Proud of you. (laughs) Proud of you. There you go. Rafion Stotts, he is 14-1-0. and oh, You are on your way to being the best, and I can't wait to talk to you again once you are, sir. Like, when you have that belt. Yeah, we're going to come doing back. We're we doing freestyle it. Freestyle session, Freestyle yes. Friday. Yeah. I'll let you boy. I can't beatbox for <laughs> shit, but. <laughs> we're going to make it happen. You can. Positive mindset. Hey, there it is. You can do it. There God you go. Damn. I, got to, I just got to try. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Patience. <laughs> Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK.